You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I'm going to be a dancing queen today, baby. It is wild card weekend. We've got Ty and Jake producing the show. Jake said this is super wild card weekend. Like, and this is like the fifth time I've heard this. Like, obviously, this must be a thing now. Who who labeled it Super Wild Card Weekend? Jake, do you know? I'm not sure, but it's totally different now because it is indeed Super Wild Card Weekend. So I'm but again, but again, what makes this Super Wild Card? Is it because there's a Monday night game? Maybe it's yeah. I was gonna say maybe the extra team now, the extra night. You know, it's not just a normal Wild Card Weekend. It is a Super Wild Card Weekend. So I Super am Wild very Card excited. <laughs> I am excited as well. Hopefully you tuned in to our gambling show last night. We can wager. Uh, really broke it down. We had a plethora of guests. We went through every pick, every play. If you missed it, well, no worries. I'm with you for the next hour and a half and uh, a lot to dive into. Cynthia Freeland is going to join us in the next 10 minutes. Usually she joins us at 1.30, but again, uh, an abbreviated show because of the hockey game that you'll be able to hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. So, uh, so Cynthia is going to join us in about 10 minutes. She's, uh, she's got double duty. She's on, on game day on, on, on the NFL Network. And she's going to step away for a second to join us, as always. Uh, so so grateful when Cynthia can do that for us. And then, um, of course, Joe Wiz has his own gambling show here on 98.7 ESPN. So he's going to join us a little bit later before we end the show to get his picks, his plays, heading into the two games that are on tap uh, for us this afternoon and, of course, this evening. And, of course, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Knicks. Uh, they trade for Cam Reddish. Uh, he's got an ankle injury so we won't see him I don't know maybe for a week or two who knows but I love the trade so we'll dive into some Knicks talk as well and I've kind of buried the local lead and the local lead is Joe Judge as well as Dave Gettleman are gone what does that mean who there's a there's a revolving door a very young uh bright-eyed bushy-tailed general managers who the Giants are uh, are interviewing right now so I'll have the list for you, some of the, the, the general managers that are out there that are getting uh, looks, are getting interviews, also the head coaches out there that are also getting looks and getting interviews. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. We'll take your calls and all that, and all that, that, that good jazz, that good stuff that, that comes on Wild Card Weekend. I am so stoked. I am so pumped. Um... And, you know, I mentioned this again, if, if you listen, if, if you listen to our, our gambling show last night, I, I mentioned this last night and I will mention it again. I can't remember ever a playoff postseason in the NFL where I was like not certain on so many matchups in so many games. So, so the only two matchups that I feel that I have a hundred and nothing's a hundred percent, right? Like 99.9% conviction and who I think is going to win is Kansas city being the pit, beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry for Steelers. I'm sorry, Steelers fans. I think this magical ride with, you know, trying to extend Ben Roethlisberger's career is going to come to an end, unfortunately tomorrow night and Cincinnati against the Raiders. So let's just, let's get them out of the way. Let's talk about that really briefly, quickly. Okay. And that is Kansas city, um, their home, as we know, they've been able to really turn their season around offensively and defensively. It, this is this is really more of a play in regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just feel like they've been on this emotional roller coaster ride for the last heading into this this week, three weeks. You've got Ben Roethlisberger, his last game at Heinz Field that was emotional. Then they go to Baltimore. They have to play the Baltimore Ravens. It goes into overtime. They win, and. I I lived in Baltimore. I've covered many, many, many Steeler-Ravens games. It's a heavyweight bout. They hit harder. They're more physical. There's a lot more physicality. Whenever those teams face each other, the following week, they're not the same. They're not right. And so it's just unfortunate that the Steelers are coming off of that game against the Ravens, and then they stayed up late watching the Chargers and the Raiders not tie. (laughs) And they almost did. So I just think, and now they've got to hit the road again and go to to Arrowhead, which is one of the top three most difficult venues to play at in the NFL. I just think, I think just so much is going against the Steelers. 
And so much is going in favor of Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to have a lot of success in their rushing attack. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is expected to be out. Darrell Williams, Darrell Williams is expected to get the bulk of the carries in that backfield. I think he has a monster day. Pittsburgh Steelers' rush defense is one of the worst in the NFL. I just, I could go on and on. I just, I just feel like all the, all, all the boxes check off for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so I absolutely have them advancing. Cincinnati, home, rested last week. It's cold. It's going to be about 20 degrees. No, prior, like earlier in the week, they were saying one to three inches of snow. It's not going to be the case. Um, last I saw, I was, I was looking at all the weather reports across the country this morning. But it is going to be cold. And you've got a, a Bengals team that plays this uh, zone non-blitz defense against the Raiders, and they're quite successful at it. So I don't expect Derek Carr to have a big game. Darren Waller still dealing with a knee issue. Um, and, and I just, in, in Cincinnati, it's just, they're, they're so explosive. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I think Joe Mixon has a monster night or monster day. It's the first game. It's at 430. So with all those, with all those reasons. So, so the two, the two games that I have the most conviction for Cincinnati and Kansas city, everybody else, I don't know. And I know you're sitting back going, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Any of the Buffalo bills, you think the bills are going to lose to the Patriots? You know what? They might. And you know why? Weather. All right. We're all sitting here, whether you're listening to this radio station, this, you know, in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, or uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Connecticut, it's freaking cold out there. And, and we're talking over 300 miles north of us. At kickoff, it's going to be zero degrees. It's going to feel like negative nine. That's a kickoff at 8.30. Think about now they have to go in the locker room. You know, they calm down a little bit. I'm sure they'll have to change what they're wearing. Go back out there. Get, get warmed up again. And now you're going to have to try to tackle Damian Harris and Stevenson? <laughs> oh, good luck with that. The team that has the best rushing attack is going to win this game. And I'll tell you what, it's the Patriots. It's the Patriots. Josh Allen, he has played in four games in sub-zero temperatures in his NFL career. In all four of those games, he has not passed for more than 200 yards. He is under 56% completion percentage. He's got four touchdowns and seven interceptions. I know it's not, and, and it's not about the wins, not 40 mile per hour wins, but you're talking about negative 15 at halftime. At least, if not more. Remember the 2007 Tom Coughlin at Lambeau Field game? There's not enough Vaseline in the world to help Tom. That's how bad it's going to be, if not worse, in Buffalo tonight. So because of the weather conditions, I'm leaning on the team that rushes the football better, and to me, it's the Patriots. Now, I, Dalvin, uh, Delvin's uh, Singletary is, has been running well as of late, but there's nothing, in my opinion, it's going to be like that one-two punch with, with Harris and Stevenson, especially after the half and in the fourth quarter, God willing, if this game is close. So I, I love the Patriots getting the four. I'm going to use them as a two-play, two-team teaser. I'll tease them up to plus 10, plus 10 and a half in some places, and I love the under here. I'll tease the under up to 50. So that's how I'm playing that game. Again, do I expect Buffalo to win? Yes. Will I be shocked if the Patriots win? Absolutely not because of the weather. Toss up with Arizona and the Rams. I'm leaning Rams, but won't be shocked if Arizona wins. Probably probably one of my favorite. I, I love the San Francisco-Dallas. I've got San Francisco winning. i got San Francisco winning today or, or tomorrow. But... If Dallas wins, will I be shocked? No. I'll be shocked. Now, here's the last one I'm going to tee up for you, and then we're going to take a break. Cynthia Freeland's going to join us. We'll find out where she is with all these matchups. And that is in Tampa Bay. Tomorrow, weather conditions in the afternoon are supposed to be horrific. Torrential downpour, thunderstorms, winds at 20 to 25 miles an hour, gusts up to 35 to 40. Weather is play. Mother Nature is a beep this weekend in Buffalo and in Tampa. So in those type of conditions and Tom Brady playing without his toy chest, 
No Antonio Brown. No Godwin. His starting slot receiver, uh, Grayson, is out now. It's going to be a, a miss, like a, a, a little, I, I don't, who knows who's going to be playing slot for Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, who knows? Obviously, he still has Gronk and he still has Mike Evans, great. Uh, Leonard Fournette comes back, but he's been on the shelf. He's going to be a little rusty. Team who runs the football, in my opinion, is going to have the advantage in Tampa because of the horrific weather conditions, and that is the Eagles. They have been the best rushing team offensively in the NFL for the last 10 weeks. So do I expect Tampa to win? Yeah. Would I be shocked if the Eagles win? Hell no. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Ty, I'll let you take it from here because... Um, I know you're going to tee up some questions for us. Yes, and we did this last year. It's a, a fun game I like to play, so we'll involve both you and Jake. It's uh, NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. So quickly, let's just go through the slate today at 4.30. We've got Raiders at Bengals tonight, Patriots at Bills. Tomorrow we'll have Eagles at Bucks, Niners at Cowboys, Steelers at Chiefs, and then Monday night we'll have Cardinals at Rams. So I'll tee this up for you and Jake. Who should be on upset alert this week. And if you could pick one team, the one team you're most concerned about uh, as far as being upset. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, This might surprise some folks. The 49ers offense has been the number two offense behind Kansas City for the last 10 weeks. Okay? They have the number one conversion rate, touchdown conversion rate in the red zone. When they get in the red zone, they score a touchdown 80% of the time. 80% of the time. Here's another one for you. Dallas Cowboys, they play a lot of cover three. They, they alternate between cover one, cover three. They play cover three about 35% of the time. Jimmy Garoppolo, number one quarterback in the NFL against cover three. He's got a 78% completion percentage. Last but not least, Elijah Mitchell. He's a freaking beast. He's averaging almost five yards per carry. When that happens... Play action gets into a rhythm and a flow, and the Dallas Cowboys are the 24th-ranked defense against play action. Just There's so many boxes that, that check on the San Francisco 49ers side. So for me, uh, upset alert, it has to be the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, I love the 49ers. I got the 49ers at plus 3.5 when, when the line first hit. I'm taking them now at plus 3. I'm also going to take them on the money line, and I'm even going to throw some money on the, the 49ers minus 2.5. I think they're going to win outright. I like it, Anita, and I think that's also going to be the best game of the entire weekend. But a team that you said you really like, I think might be on upset alert. I like the Raiders today. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know why. I know, you know, everyone is kind of on the Bengals bandwagon. And, of course, Joe Burrow is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. But the Raiders are hot. You know, they're on a four-game winning streak. They beat good teams during that winning streak. They beat the Browns. They beat the Colts. They beat the Chargers last week to get into the playoffs. I think with them playing such an important game last week and the Bengals kind of resting some of their key players last week, you know, due to injuries and other things, I think the Raiders are just hot right now, and I think they're going to go into Cincinnati and shock a lot of people. Wow, I would have gone. Interesting. I I would have gone with the Monday night. I I, I agree with you, Anita, that Niners Niners Cowboys matchup is so intriguing. It's a three-point spread though which tells you that if it were played on a you know on a, on a neutral field it's a pick em. so um I, I probably would have gone with the Cardinals in, in LA against the Rams but we shall see all right next question for you guys we'll start with you Jake the quarterback and head coach under the most pressure this weekend and there's a couple uh, there's actually a few but I'm actually going to go with Anita's answer in the first question and I think Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott are just under a lot of pressure especially the head coach you know if he doesn't win you know at least one playoff game he's certainly I think going to be out of Dallas so I'm going with the Dallas duo and again they you know a lot of people think that the Niners are going to upset them or that's going to be the most you know close game of all the wild card games so I think that the Dallas duo of McCarthy and Prescott are under the most pressure this weekend. Anita, let me just throw in: this doesn't have to be a duo. You can pick a quarterback and head coach of different uh, different teams. So, who do you yeah. think under the most pressure this weekend? Um, I, I think head coach Cliff Kingsbury. We saw this last year, right? Arizona Cardinals hot uh, for the majority of the season, and then of course you know they stumble in it, going into the postseason. They lose like what four or five. 
they come in cold and bloop. Same thing now. I mean, you know, listen, their offense is much different without DeAndre Hopkins. I get that. But defensively, they're giving up almost 400 total yards per game to opponents the last five weeks. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play defense. I know they're expect they're hoping to get Watt back. I don't know if he plays tomorrow or not, or, or Monday or not. We'll see. But this is an Arizona Cardinals team. They started so strong. They looked good for a few weeks there. They were everybody's Super Bowl favorite. And then they've just they've stumbled and they've fumbled. And they are offensively and defensively, they are coming into this matchup against the Rams. No bueno. So for me, I think Cliff Kingsbury, especially if, if it's a late season fade again and he gets bounced in the first round of the playoffs, I think it's Kingsbury. Uh, in regard to the quarterback position, um, <laughs> you know what? And, and here's Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and, but here's on, the, on, on a positive side, right? Because, guys, the 49ers gave up the world. They gave up their like everything to move up and go get Trey Lance. There was talk and speculation, of course, that that was going to be Mac Jones. I honestly believe that it was going to be Mac Jones. Something changed there. I think their plan was Mac Jones and let's trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Everything happens for a reason. They end up with Trey Lance. And look at the season Jimmy Garoppolo is having. So this is a stage and this is an opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo to go into Dallas, Jerry's world, upset the Dallas Cowboys. And then now what? Now what are you going to do, 49ers? You gonna are you gonna let Jimmy go if 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 let's say he he they beat the Dallas Cowboys and advance to another round? What if they make it all the way to the NFC Championship game? You know, um, so I mean, it just it really it really puts a lot of pressure. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure the 49ers want to try to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, but man, it really puts a lot of pressure on the 49ers in, in regard to what they're going to do at the quarterback position. And if they decide to move on from him, great. Look at the stage that he's performing in uh, right now that I'm sure he's going to have a lot of suitors next next yeah. year. So I think I think a lot of pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, but in a positive way. Uh, so that, that's actually going to be the answer to the next question I have. But before we get there, I go the, whole quarter, the, the quarterback under the most pressure to me unquestionably has to be Matt Stafford. Uh, you can't get to this point. We felt so sorry for you in Detroit, all the numbers you put up, but it's a bad organization. Now you get to a team that's a couple of years, what, three years removed from, from going to the Super Bowl, and you lose on opening weekend, and we saw them stumble down the stretch. So I, I think he's under the most pressure, and Mike McCarthy. Uh, there are going to be questions about his future in Dallas. I don't think they'd fire him, but they're going to be calling for his head if they lose this game. Uh, well, keep in, I'm sorry, really quick, keep in mind, Kellen Moore is getting interviews for head coaching positions. Yep. I don't think Jerry is going to want to lose Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. It'll be interesting. If Dallas gets bounced and Kellen Moore is getting you know, a, a lot of love out there and a lot of interest, does Jerry fire McCarthy and immediately give Kellen Moore the head coaching position? Uh, that, that's something to keep an eye on because you know what? He did that with Jason Garrett. He did. He did that with Jason Garrett. <laughs> All right, the quarterback and head coach with the most to gain this week, and I guess you just argued for um, Jimmy G being your quarterback. Who would be the head coach with the most to gain with the win this weekend? Head coach with the most to gain. Oh, Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. Who expected them to be here? Nobody. I, I mean, and, and, and let's be honest. The Eagles are, what are they, 1-6 oh, oh or 1-5 against above 500? This is the first time, I think they're 0-6. Oh this is the first time in the history of the NFL that a team went 0-6 oh against above 500 talent competition and still made it into the postseason. So... You know what? What coach has the most to gain here? Oh, for absolutely, Sirianni. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking at this list of coaches, and I know this is going to probably be a weird take, and you could disagree with me, but I feel like Bill Belichick actually has a lot to gain this weekend. I know he's already proven himself as Jake. One. I, I know everybody calls him the greatest coach of I, all time. I know, but hear well, me his out. legacy is hear already said. What are you talking about, dude? Out. There's been a huge debate over the last couple of years. Is it the chicken or the egg? Is it Tom Brady or is it Bill Belichick? And, you know, last year, even with a pretty banged-up team, Cam Newton leading the way, he had an okay season. They were just under 500. This year with a rookie quarterback, he's already put a lot of that, you know, a lot of that noise down. Oh, I have Mac Jones, and I still led them to the playoffs. So clearly I am just as great without Tom Brady. It's clearly, you know, half and half. But if he can win a playoff game – go to Buffalo and win in Buffalo with a rookie quarterback, 
I think that just cements him. Even if, if he's not cemented already, a win in Buffalo with a rookie quarterback without Tom Brady, I think there's a lot to gain with a win tonight. Wow, strong take from from Jake. Uh, how about the, okay. how about uh, there are reports today that the uh, head coach in Oakland, Rich, uh, um, why am I blanking on his last name, Pisakia uh, of of the Raiders, that you know his future isn't going to be discussed from from ownership and management until after they need to hire him right away. So if he wins, they need today, to hire him the way. And if the, he the, wins the, today, what he's had to deal with this season, I mean, it's a season like no, I I don't think any team in in the history of the NFL has ever had to overcome what they did, and then they get to the playoffs, they win a playoff game. So I think he would have a lot to uh, a lot to gain with the win this weekend what, as well. What, what more does he have to prove? I, I mean, it's it's really. I mean, listen. The 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 John Gruden scandal, the Henry Ruggs. you know the Henry Ruggs uh, you know DUI killing the girl and her dog. Um, I, I mean just just the the list goes on and on in, in regard to what's happened with this franchise and this organization and it's evident, man. Watching that that Chargers game, th- these guys are playing hard for him. Yeah. I, I just I mean I, I think. I, you, regardless of how, just the fact that they got into the postseason. Oh, Damon Arnett, we, we got to mention that too with uh, what happened with him, uh, making the death threats on uh, Instagram Live. So I just, you know, with everything that that organization had to deal with off the field, and um, and and for them as as hard as they played last week against the Chargers, and for them to get in, it's it's enough. Like, win or lose this game, like, I think you give him another year and see what he can do. All right, Jake, who's the favorite in the AFC? All right, so you might have disagreed with me on the Belichick take, which I agree is a little bit of a hot take, but I think we can all agree the team to beat in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's funny because, you know, in the beginning of the season, everyone jumped off that uh, bandwagon real quick. They started off slow, two and three, but now they've righted the ship. And I think we're all in agreement that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, correct? And if they don't make it, it will be because this team beat them. Anita, you want to take this one? Yeah, so so here here's the thing, because th- this is where it gets interesting, because there's reseeding, okay? So Tennessee's sitting there at one. Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, the Patriots beat the Bills. Patriots go to Tennessee. Patriots killed Tennessee a few weeks ago. Beat them by 23 points. Yeah, it was laughable. Oh, my gosh. But it's a different Tennessee the, team. They're going to have uh No, no, no. Listen, they ran. They ran, Even though they didn't have Derrick Henry, Ty, they ran for 230 no, yards. I remember. I remember the game. They ran for 200, and they still lost by 23 points. So this this New England Patriots team, they they stack up well. They stack up well against Tennessee. It very well could be a New England Kansas City or New New yeah like a New England Kansas City AFC Championship game, and and New England stacks up well against Kansas City as well. <laughs> so you know I just I, like I, again the parody here. Um, you know I I think I think New England presents the biggest challenge for the number one seed Tennessee. Believe it or not, and you think so, the Titans are the the who who do you have as the favorite? In the AFC, you you have it as Tennessee because Jake just more, went more, Here's City. the thing: more than likely, it's going to come down to Kansas City and Tennessee. More okay. than likely, it's going to come down to Tennessee. T- and and I, who who the hell knows? All right, how about the NFC? I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you got to roll with the Green Bay Packers. They're just they they've been so good all season, incomplete. They've been incomplete. You know, Jair Alexander and Jair Alexander hasn't been able to suit Zedarius up. Darius Smith. Yeah. I mean, you know, Aaron, jo- Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones in the backfield. You know, it's it's like they are they have so much depth, and they have so much talent on both sides of the ball, and they have a home field advantage. And oh, by the way, in my opinion, they have the best quarterback in the NFL. And if they don't get to the Super Bowl, it would be because this team beat them. Ooh. Um, Everyone's gonna go with Tampa Bay. Everyone's gonna go with Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Rams. Wow. I'm going with the 49ers. Wow. All right, Anita, quickly, what's your dream Super Bowl matchup? Oh, it's everybody's. It's the Patriots against the Bucks. Come on. <laughs> Ty, you want to hear Come mine? Come on, that's too easy. 
easy, no, man. That's too mine. easy. My, well, mine would be Chiefs Packers. What do you mean? Who doesn't want to see Bill Belichick and his rookie quarterback go up against Tom Brady and the Bucks? Come on. That will be the most watched Super Bowl in the history of the Super Bowls. I want, Ty? I want Packers Chiefs. Jake, yeah. lay it on me. All right. My dream Super Bowl matchup is the Giants versus the Jets. Oh, my God. One what? day, people. One day it'll happen. That is my dream Super Bowl yeah, matchup. Yeah, maybe, maybe when your grandchildren are like hey, 30. Anita, a man can dream. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's are we done here? <laughs> he, he just, That's we, we were talking about good football, <laughs> like like legitimately played football. You know, scoring touchdowns, playing solid defense, and we brought up literally the two worst teams in the NFL outside of Jacksonville. Yeah, and he, and he throws in all these uh, you know sound effects with it as well. All right, gentlemen, that was fun. I appreciate you guys. You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven. ESPN boatload of calls and I want to try to get to everybody. I know everybody wants to chime in 800-919-3776. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, what you got? Hi, Anita. What I love what the NFL did was put two games today, one on Monday night, you know, spread it out, which is great. Now I know they can't do it, but it would be nice. I'd like to see what in the future, two Saturday, two Sunday, one Monday, and then Tuesday night game. That's a thought too. Uh, as far as today's games, I'm just looking for the four teams today. I don't like to get too far ahead of myself. What I notice big, all four quarterbacks have never won a playoff game. That is unbelievable. That is fantastic. So we're watching four novice quarterbacks today trying to get past of you know first round in the NFL. That's great. I think Cincinnati is a five-and-a-half-point favorite, a five, whatever it is. The reason for that, there is no way, and it's a 5-6 game, I think, right? Uh, the seating is 5-6. The reason for that is not because they think Oakland is far uh, inferior or that they think Cincinnati is that much superior. I think the thinking is Oakland is, uh, Las Vegas is coming from a warm-weather climate to play in a cold-weather climate. They have never proven that they can do that. I mean, you can go back to the Tuck game 20 years ago, almost to the day. I mean, they played pretty well that game, but they lost. I don't think they've won a cold-weather game since then in the playoffs. So that's why Cincinnati is such a big favorite, Dan. I think they're going to kill them because the Raiders are just not ready to play this cold-weather. Yeah, I mean, the the cold, one, more, the cold, one more question. You're yeah, got to hurry, Richard. One quickie, quickie. Explain this to me. You're an expert in betting. Dallas basketball team comes to New York, loses by 15. They go to Memphis last night, the best team in basketball right now, 13 games in a row, and they lose by 30. Can you explain that to me? Um, I, Richard, thanks for the phone call. I was watching that game last night. I had Memphis minus two and a half. I lost that. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you know, Adams came back. That was his first game back. I, I don't know if that kind of, you know, did something with their rotation. I, I, I don't know. But it was very surprising. It was very disappointing to me because, like I said, I, I had Memphis minus two and a half. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, you're up. Hey, Nita, how are you? you hey, know, good uh, evening. Or, the, uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Teams, how are you? So you're looking at these playoff teams, and you notice that, like the adage, you know, you have the quarterbacks, right? The top quarterbacks are playing in the playoffs for the most part, right? And now I'm thinking about my team and the Jets and – I wanted to see Wilson be the borough. I wanted to see him to be Herbert. And I'm scared he's Tua, that we're still not knowing. And the team could have two draft picks. They have four in the top seven. Douglas could get everything right. And if Wilson turns out to be Wentz, because when the Colts won a game on TV, I thought they were the best team in the league. And they go to Jacksonville, and they lay an egg. Because of cause of because of Wentz, and I'm thinking I don't I'm scared that Wilson is that guy. Now you got four, you got ten. Trade four and ten, and Wilson for no, um, no, oh Artie, God, Artie, for, uh, Artie, Artie, Artie. I'm going to stop you right there. I love you, Boo, and thanks for the call. Uh, this organization, uh, Joe D, head coach, uh, they have hitched their wagons to Zach Wilson. They are not going to trade Zach Wilson. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a very small sample size with nothing 
He was working with nothing, a crap offensive line, really no solid rushing attack, no great offensive weapons to throw to. The organization is not going to trade Zach Wilson. Love you, Artie. Not going to happen. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, you're up. Danny, who's making a giant pot of soup to enjoy while I watch the Buffalo Bill game tonight. Ooh. It's always good to watch people. Oh, yes. We're going with a potato bacon cheddar. <gasps> oh, yeah. You bring the croutons and the wine. Come on over. Danny. Oh, I know. I love to cook, like I say. When I get nervous, I start to cook. But uh, <laughs> I'm not nervous about my Steelers, by the way, because as the gladiators used to say, those of us who are about to die salute you. Because... You know, I mean, let's be fair. There's not a scenario in the world I, I, I come up with my mind where they even cover. I think Kansas City is the best. Uh, today, I think the bet is to take both of these underdogs and tease them up because they're both playing in outdoor, horrible conditions. And the funny thing is is that Buffalo Bills are not a great outdoor winter team. Think, think about the ramifications of that. So I, I would be shocked. I think, I think the Patriots could actually win the game because if, if they – Bill Belichick must have it in with Mother Nature because he's laughing right now at the conditions because we saw this a couple of weeks ago where he won a, he won a game where the, the guy threw three passes. Now, I, I understand it's not going to be as windy, but the conditions certainly fed, favor the Patriots by reducing Buffalo's ability to do what they do best. So that's going to be an interesting game. And I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game today in Cincinnati as well. You have two coaches, first time they've coached in a playoff game. You have quarterbacks, first game. So everyone's going to be playing a little tight of the vest and I think that could be a low score. I like the under on, the, on that game today at, at 4 o'clock. And I'm going to tease them both together for a nice little bet. And then tomorrow, you know what? I, I, I've called a lot. All I wanted was for Ben Roethlisberger to go out on his feet, have a great ending. He had it. He had it two weeks in a row. I was at peace if they didn't make this game. I just, you know, Andy Reid will not blow up this score. I guarantee if they're up 24 to nothing, they start running the ball, and the final score is 31 to 17, and they never, and it looks like a respectable score. That's what's going to happen tomorrow night. And either, always a pleasure. Enjoy the games, Danny, and enjoy your soup. I didn't get the invite. I'm not hurt. Uh, let's. We've we've got a we've got a special caller who wants to call in. He's been hitting me up on Twitter all week long. I told him to call into the show because I owe him an apology. Let's go to Jesse in Long Island, Jesse. Uh, this is your stage. This is your platform. Welcome in. Anita, babe. How are you doing, Anita? Hi. Listen, I've been waiting for this moment all week. And I'm happy it's come. So do you know what I'm talking about? Can you uh, why don't, why don't, I, I, I do, but I'm there, you've got a listening audience here that has no idea what you're talking about. So why don't you set it up for them? So two weeks ago, while you were covering, you did a great job covering for Dave and DiPietro. The Monday morning, you read off your playoff machine, your playoff prediction, what you thought the teams were going to be. You left the 49ers out, and you put the Saints in over the 49ers. Questionable, but okay, I could see it. Then the Saints played that Monday night and got absolutely rocked. And the next morning, you read it off again. You still kept Yeah, but time out, time out, time out, Jesse. Time out, Jesse. Let's let's keep it real. Taysom Hill left in the first quarter. He has a Liz Frank injury. He's going to need surgery. Yes. However, okay, so 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 a lot of a lot of team a lot of teams lose their quarterback. They lose the game. But you you left the part out where the 49ers are playing the Texans, which was an easy win. Uh, with Trey Lance, by the way, you you hated on Trey Lance. Absolutely played a great game. And then, yeah, the 49ers were playing the Rams, and the Saints were playing the Panthers or the Falcons, whoever they played. And so I can see where you're coming from, but to just absolutely hate on the 49ers. I don't, I don't hate on, I don't hate on the 49ers. I don't hate the 49ers. I thought, I thought they were, I thought they were going to lose. I thought they were going to lose to the Rams. It's not about hating a team, Jesse. It's not about hating a team. And then I was absolutely threw up this morning when you just said you're thinking of sprinkling some coin two and a half spread, uh, alternate spread on the 49ers. Yeah, I mean. You can't jump on the 49ers bandwagon now. Jesse, what is your dude? What is your problem? This isn't about this isn't about hating or liking a team. I can give a rat's behind about the 49ers. I really can. It's about matchups, dude. It's about matchups. And the 49ers match up extremely well against the Dallas Cowboys. It's about it's about matchups, Jesse. This isn't personal. This isn't personal. You can't you can't be personal when you're trying to win money ridiculous i owe you an apology i'm sorry that i forgot or 
I didn't include or I didn't consider that the 49ers could possibly beat the Rams last week, and they did, and they're in. Great. But especially if you know anything about me, there's no fandom here. It's all about who's going to win my fantasy football matchup, and it's, it's, it's also who's going to win me some money. And today, I will tell you that the San Francisco 49ers will win you some money, especially, especially at plus three and a half. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to Angel in Jersey. Angel, what you got? Uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I have a dream NFC title game. Four Niners and Bucks. Jimmy G against Tom Brady. That's, that's um, my dream scenario for the yeah, I, I like it. That uh, that definitely that definitely could be a good one. Um, I uh, I, I want to call that up. And, and thanks for the phone call, Angel. Appreciate it. In order for that to happen, how would this work out? So I do have the Rams winning. Let's say the Rams win, the the 49ers win, the Bucks win. Then uh, the 49ers would then head to Green Bay. They'd have to beat Green Bay, and then of course the Bucks would have to uh, beat the Rams in Tampa. Again, I'm just throwing it out here because of how horrific the weather conditions are, are, are expected to be in Tampa. Nobody's giving the Eagles a shot. And it's, it's a long shot. I mean, listen, the spread is eight and a half. But if it was sunny and 70, I'd say Eagles have no shot. But because of the weather conditions, I just I'm just throwing it out there. Food for thought. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, let's go to Kyle in Jersey. Kyle, you're up. Welcome in. Hi, how you doing? Uh, happy football Saturday, by the way. Same um, to you. So I want to call in. I think you guys are disrespecting the Cowboys a little much. I, I think the team that could beat the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship is the Dallas Cowboys. Granted, they do have a tough matchup against the 49ers uh, tomorrow, but it, it's going to come down to the last drive, and I just trust Dak Prescott over Garoppolo. I, I do. Garoppolo is injured. He's, I don't know if his thumb's 100%. I just trust Dak in the last drive of the game to pull out a win. Uh, the, the fact that they really haven't... I, I mean, at the end of the day, Kyle, and Kyle, thanks for the phone call. You know, the reason the Cowboys are, are in such a great position is because they beat up on their division. But let's be honest. You know, the Washington football team... Defense was not good this year. Definitely below expectation. Heineke's the quarterback. I mean, you know, they were they were good, not great. Had dealt with a lot of injuries, especially down down the end. Two of their three games, they were just like overload with COVID. Um, you know, they 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 swept the Eagles, but. The Eagles rested their players this past week, so really, does that count? Um, and then I don't even want to get into the Dallas, the, the, the Giants. I mean, that that was a disgrace. That's an embarrassment. So, and that's half the battle. If you beat your division opponents, you're in. Go and look at the other teams that the Dallas Cowboys have faced. They've lost to teams that are above 500. The other games that they have won have been teams that are below 500. So. And in regard to this matchup, the, the 49ers are a really, really good football team against the run. And the Dallas Cowboys don't win unless they run the football. So I just I think the matchup here is, uh, is, is a quite frightening one for Dallas Cowboy fans. Let's go to Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha, welcome in. Oh, my God. I need a sprint out here, man. I'm toy shopping for my mom. And the bottom of my beard is like Raekwon the chef, icicles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Listen, I had two quick points. You know, um, I already spoke about something. The first point I have is the Sam Darvill effect. I mean, listen, I know Zach Wilson's been poor, but Artie's not the first person to, like, want to move on from him already. And I don't blame Artie for that. I mean, you know, it, it, that Sam Darvill effect is serious, man. Like, you know, Coach number two and a half, about to get Matt Rule fired. And uh, the fans here are not really looking for another six and ten or whatever type of season next year. So I hope that young man, like, rolls up ASAP. But um, with the Bills game, you were talking last night, and I 
heard you earlier today, sort of like, you know, you feel like the Patriots got a good shot this game. I feel like in New York State, there's two players that don't really get the love that they need to get. The Rand is one over there in Brooklyn. And then Josh Allen. I mean, I know he's very far away from us, but if you look at him, he's like our East Coast version of Elway. You know, when Elway first came up, he was throwing the ball too hard, those cold weather games, breaking receivers' fingers and all. You have to learn. It'll get better from that. They're going to win this game, and they're going to get back to that AFC Championship game again this year. They might not win it again, but listen, that guy's a stud, man, for real. Buddha, thank, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. That's right. Here comes the money. Joe Wiz joins us here. He's got his own gambling show here on 98.7 ESPN. Joe, before we start breaking down Wild Card Weekend, and we've got a Knicks-Hawks game later on today as well, uh, why don't you let the folks know when and uh, and exactly what time and, and all that good stuff where they can hear you. Thank you. Um, I'll be on uh, tomorrow morning. I'm on Saturdays at 8 a.m. And then on Sundays, I'll be on at 6 a.m. Uh, with the fine lines of one hour show. And of course, I'll be putting up a free pick right on Twitter. Anybody that's listening in about 10 minutes, I'm going on Twitter, putting on a big college basketball game at Joe with sports at Joe with sports. Big winner coming up in 15 minutes. Anita, I have a question for you. How does everybody know before I know that I'm on at one o'clock? I'm getting text all morning. Hey, Wiz, you're going to be on at one o'clock. Uh, be ready. Be ready, Wiz. You're going to be on at 1 o'clock. I mean, everybody, everybody knows I'm going to be on at 1 o'clock. I thought it was 1.15. I'm happy to be on, but you do a great job telling everyone I'm going to be on at 1 o'clock, but they know before I do. <laughs> okay, well, great. That's, that's, that's great. That's great. Okay, well, we're, we're excited to have you on. I want to let everybody know when you're going to be on. So, uh, so yes. let's, start, let's start with uh, today's games. And uh, I love Cincinnati today, minus five and a half, for all the reasons I've been talking about for uh, the last, I don't know, 24 hours here on 98.7 ESPN. What's your play here? Um, you know, the updated line, six in this game. I like the over in this game. Over 48 is the play for me here. I'm not crazy about laying points with Cincinnati. You haven't had a... Well, they haven't won a playoff game in almost three decades, Anita. Uh, and the Raiders um, have played fairly well uh, down the stretch. They've won four in a row. I know the public is on Cincinnati as well. Um, I'm hoping for a high-scoring affair. So my playing this game, if I don't like the dog, I'm playing the over. So I'm going to go over 48 with the weather being uh, – the weather's going to be good. It's not going to be as bad as everyone thought it would be. It's going to be uh, in the 30s, but no snow. Uh, which is which is great, obviously. Um, and then later on tonight, this is going to be. I, I I'm I'm probably more excited to watch this game just because of the weather, right? I know no 40 mile per hour winds, but you know it's it's going to be below zero. They're saying anywhere between minus five, minus nine at kickoff, which means that as the evening progresses, probably around nine thirty, ten o'clock, it's going to be like below fifteen. So what what's what's your play in this matchup? Yeah, all of these games are very competitive in uh, every game, and congratulations to the NFL. There's so much parity in the league this year that, um, you know, everybody wants to watch almost every game. And when you look at this game here, obviously it's the rubber match. We know that uh, we know about the windy game, I guess that they're calling it now. Uh, I'm taking the dog in this game here. I know more people are on Buffalo, and I know Mac Jones doesn't have the experience, but I'm playing the head coach. Um, that's one of my number one criteria when I look at handicap a game. And um, I think that with the frigid temperatures at the offense, is going to be compromised. Um, you know, the totals are 44. I don't expect that play. To, uh, I don't expect it to be a high-scoring game either. I'm expecting this game to be a low-scoring affair. Whoever wins, it might be a 17-14 game, 21-20 game. So I'm leaning towards the. Uh, I like the Patriots. It wouldn't shock me if they won the game outright on the money line. You can get them at almost two to one and either plus 188. Um, I see in some places online. Uh, so I'm going with New England plus the points. Wouldn't shock me if they won outright. Small lean on the under. Wow. All right. And then uh, and then later on today, we also have and I know we're switching gears here. I'm just I'm going timeline more so than sport. And you've got a Knicks team going up against a Hawks team. Hawks did play last night, so they'll be on the tail end of a back to back. I like the under in this matchup. That's my play. What is your play in this Hawks Knicks game today? 
Yeah, it's amazing. The Hawks have been very disappointing this year, Neither They're 17 and 24. What's more alarming is they're 15 and 26 against the spread. The Knicks are starting to play well. They're back to the 500 mark, and everybody was giving up on the Knicks. I said, just give them some time. And um, I think that the Knicks are starting to play better now. They're at 21 and 21 right now. And the Knicks have beaten the Hawks twice already this season. They played them on the 27th of November, 99-90, and one at the Garden. And um, the last uh, seven meetings between the Knicks and Hawks, you're on a good side there. The totals have gone under. I like the Knicks in this game here. The Knicks are better than the Hawks right now. If you compare what they're doing right now, the Hawks have been struggling. They've lost four in a row and five of six. Knicks are starting to finally play better. I'm taking the Knicks uh, plus to two and a half. I think the Knicks win the game outright. You might be able to get them on the money line when you're looking for value. Plus 140 on the Knicks, and I do expect it to be under the total as well. Um, let's take a look at the Sunday games, and we've got three. How exciting is that? The first one is Philadelphia going up against the Bucks in Tampa and weather conditions there are supposed to be bad. Torrential downpour, winds constantly at 20 miles per hour, gusts up to 40. Uh, you've got the Eagles team getting eight. What's your play? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think anybody that I've spoken to so far can pick the Eagles uh, against Tampa. Uh, Tampa, you know, when you have Brady, seven of eight games have gone over. The only game that didn't go over is in that crazy game when they got shut out by the Saints. But with the weather conditions uh, in the Tampa Bay uh, and, and Philly being the, one of the top rushing teams in all of NFL, you might want to take a look at the total of 46, but I do lean towards the Eagles. I might be the only one that's going to take the Eagles because I haven't heard anybody picking the Eagles. Have you? Uh, I've I've taken Eagles. <laughs> All right, so you and me, I love when you and me agree. That's like an 80% <laughs> I, I keep on saying, like I just I think I think with these weather conditions, it's it's going to it's going to bode well for the team who could run the football better. Especially you know when when you look at Tom Brady, uh, you know his toy chest is a little bare right now. No Antonio Brown, of course. Uh, you know, no no Godwin. He's been out for quite a few weeks. And not enough is being discussed. You know, he had a slot receiver when when Brown went down. The starting slot receiver was was uh, Cyril Grayson. He's out now. So and and you know, Tom loves his slot receivers not as much as he likes Gronk. And of course, he's going to have Gronk and Mike Evans. But uh, you know, when when you limit him to you know only so many toys to play with, um, you know, Tom Brady's not as great as everybody claims he is. So I, I'm yeah, I'm with you. I, I, and uh, Fournette is coming back as well for uh, for Tampa, so that might give them uh, the ability to also run the ball as well. So if that's the case, that would uh, be you know play bode well for the Eagles with the points there. Um, but with the weather conditions, um, again, pay attention to them. But if the weather is as bad as they indicated it would be, um, you know, the ground game might be an under, even though the Brady has scored 30 or more in seven eight games. But lean small towards the dog in that game. But the other two games I like a little bit more. Yeah, so uh, the second game on Sunday is, is the 49ers going up against Dallas. As soon as the line hit at plus three and a half, I was all over it. And I, I know that's, that's, the, that's the bougie pick. That's the um, right now is the 49ers, which now kind of scares me. I don't necessarily like to be on the public money. Uh, but nonetheless, I just look at matchups. And I just think this 49ers team matches up so well with this Dallas Cowboys team. Dare I call them a paper tiger I have all week. Where, what's your play here? Yeah, the line now has Dallas favored by three, and the total is at 50 in this game here. Anita, I am sorry, but I am going to play a rare favorite. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. Um, I've just, I originally was going to be on San Francisco. There's just too much public money coming in, and that's one of my number one criteria. I got stuck. I'll be honest. I like to be transparent on here. In the national championship game, when Alabama was playing Georgia, I was like on Bama on the game. I was like taking the money line, and as I was talking to everyone all day long, I just seen everybody was taking Bama, Bama, Bama. I couldn't switch. I was stuck with Bama, but on my heart, I said, hey, you know, the bookmakers don't lose, and uh, um, I, everybody I've spoken to is uh, this is almost a similar situation. Early in the week, I had liked Dallas. I even gave him out on my show, and I don't like siding games, and I'm not. But I'm switching. I'm going. Uh, I'm going with Dallas. Everyone is on the 49ers, and uh, I don't think the bookmakers are going to put themselves in a position to lose. So I'm taking. I'm taking the uh, uh, favorite here, Dallas Cowboys. Wow. 
Uh, and, and that's yeah, just be, and, and that's just and that's just because of the public money, right? That's the only reason. One of my, See, main, I'm, I'm, one I've of got my a, number one criteria is one of my number one criteria is uh, you know the house very rarely loses, especially in the postseason. Um, but you know, listen, Dallas is a good team. That's one of the reasons. Obviously, it's not the only reason here. I mean, the Cowboys could score. We know the San Francisco has done very well as well. But um, you know, San Francisco, um, I just they play well against the Rams, but the Cowboys, I think they, their offense is a little bit better than San Fran's, and I think Prescott's going to show why he got that big contract. Uh, he's going to come to play. All the Cowboy fans are going to love me. I know there's a lot of them all over the country. <laughs> if you don't mind saying so yourself, on uh, on on Sunday night, uh, we've got I'm, – now I'm drawing a blank. We've got the uh, – uh, what's, Pittsburgh what's, and KC. There we go. Pittsburgh and KC game on Sunday night. I, it's, it's the least talked about game because I think everybody's just anticipating Kansas City to just roll with it. Uh, it is 12 and a half. Not it's the so biggest, it's, it's the biggest spread. So it's the biggest spread out there. Are, are you on the Steelers side? It sounds like you are. Oh, definitely. This is one of my better plays, actually. I think that the Steelers are going to come to play here. Big Ben, um, the line, I know that KC has done really well here. But, you know, it's a lot of, you know, KC, everyone talks about them. They've given up, I need a 58 points in the last two games. And KC's just 8-9 and nine against the spread. It's not like they're this great spread team at all. Pittsburgh has played really uh, okay, all right? And you've got to remember, Pittsburgh has already beaten Buffalo. I know it was week one of the season. They beat the Buffalo Bills, okay? They beat the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee and Buffalo, two, what are the two top? seeds in the AFC, and they've won three of the last four games here. They won at Baltimore, and I think that they're starting to play well, and uh, they have nothing to lose. So when you when the playoffs start, you know, there's, there's no room for error. It's you win or you go home. I think that uh, Casey wins, but it's going to be a tight contest. This game will be decided by less than a touchdown. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I'd love to see Big Ben and pull off the upset. I'm not going to go that far, but I'm definitely taking the two touchdowns. Wow. And last but not least, we've got a Monday night game. How exciting is that? And that's uh, the Cardinals at Los Angeles going up against the Rams. I love the Rams here, minus four. Arizona has not been a good football team the last five weeks. Yeah, it's so hard to figure out what you're going to get out of Arizona. Which team is going to show up? The team that started out 7-0 and or the team that's lost four of the last five? I mean, the one good thing is Zona has played very well on the road this year. And the Rams, I'm just not sure how good Matthew Stafford is. Either. He hasn't really been playing well at all. I mean, even the game against the Rams and then prior to that, when they even won in Baltimore, uh, they were outplayed the Rams. Stafford, you know, were very fortunate to win that game. At the Vikings, same thing. Um, they were very fortunate. They got a kickoff return to win that game against the Vikings. So I don't trust the I don't trust Stafford. I'm taking the dog in this game here. I think I'm getting four with Arizona. I think this game is going to be a tight game again. Um, and, um, you know, Arizona has proven they could win in L.A. because they've already done it earlier in the season. Um, so I'm taking the dog plus the four in what I expect to be a tight game. Fantastic. Great stuff as always, Joe. Appreciate you and uh, good luck. Super wild card weekend. Thank you. You got it.